Well, I'm wondering today, has anyone ever done something crazy for love? Give me a wave. Who's done something crazy for love? Come on. Yeah, Derek has. Good job. So, yeah, where, who are the romantics in the room? Yep. Who's not romantic? Who's romantic as a stick? Nice. All right. Yep. My dad, apparently. I didn't get it from him. Well, I remember, man, Ebony made me chase her hard, okay? I, I fell in love with Ebony the moment I met her, but it was many years until she would fall in love with me, and uh, we were friends, but I, she was always a little bit more than a friend to me. I, I was trying to prove to her that I am worthy uh, to be her boyfriend, of her love, of her adoration. And uh, I remember we, we uh, met serving in church, and so if you're single here, a good place to find a future spouse is in church. Uh, not in the clubs, in church. And uh, we were serving on the youth team together and I was her leader. Uh, and so I'd always try to make it uh, so that we would uh, have, have time together. And uh, when we were interns, we... We would go to this primary school and we would just love on these uh, kids. We actually had this open door to run like a Christian lunchtime program for, for pri- in a, a public primary school. It was awesome. So we used to go, uh, I can't remember, on a Wednesday morning or something and we'd run this program together. And I remember this one day, she just seemed a little bit distressed. And because I liked her, I always would pick up on things, right? And uh, what had happened is she's like, oh, I lost one of my earrings. And so I said, oh, like she was kind of shrugging it off and my ears were open. I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, uh, she just kind of like, it was a little subtle thing, but she was kind of like, oh, it's just like a lot of sentimental value. My grandparents bought it for me. And, uh, but she kind of just shrugged it under the rug. But I, I could just pick up, this was actually something really important for her. And so we, we, I'm like, oh, let's, before we go, we'll get all the team. We search this room uh, left to right and we can't find the earrings. And so, you know, she, I can tell she's sad. She just shrugs it off and we, we go back to our normal day. But as I was going through that day, I'm like, wait a minute, this is a great opportunity for Dan Frecker to show her how much I love her. And so I ring the school. It's my day off, people. I, I'm in love. I ring the school and I say, can I please come in? And I just want to check this room left and right. And so I spend about an hour looking everywhere, cannot find it. And we kind of suspected maybe it found itself in the rubbish bin. And so I, I, I look at this bin. It is disgusting. Like I'm talking the worst that children can do are in this bin. It is overflowing. It wasn't just a little fall. And do you know what I did? I sat there on my hands and knees. I emptied the rubbish bin with hundreds of items and I went through every item one by one. And let me tell you, another whole hour, I still hadn't found it. There was about 10 things left. And guess where it was? It was already actually stuck in the wrapper of a uh, old ship packet and I found the earring. I was so excited. I'm like, this will, this will be the moment. We'll tell our kids about this. And uh, I, I'm so cheesy. I think I wrote you a card, didn't I, babe? We were just friends. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. Please don't judge me. In this life, you may lose things, but you will never lose me. And I gave her back the earring and uh, it didn't work. She didn't love me back. But anyway... It was gross. I lost my innocence that day. That bin was disgusting. But what, I, what I'm thinking about here, isn't it easy to do hard things when you're in love with somebody, when you like somebody? It's easy to do hard things, right? And, you know, I, I've been reflecting on Christmas and I want to share this big thought with us here today of why did Jesus choose to come to earth? 
And the answer is simply this. It was all out of love. I want to read to us. Let's reflect on this Scripture together. It's in John 15, verse 9. This is an incredibly powerful Scripture. This is Jesus speaking. So in your Bible, it would be read. And He's talking to His disciples, which he's, this heart is for us here today. And He says this, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. I just want to press pause there, keep it up. But what he's saying there is the same love that the Father had for Jesus, that same love is the love that He holds in His heart for you and for me. That is an incredibly powerful revelation that the love that Jesus Christ has for you and has for me, it is everlasting. It is unbreakable. It is the most powerful force and love that you and I could ever imagine. That same love that God the Father has for His one and only begotten Son. That same love is the love Jesus carries for you and I. And the good news is this, is the Bible tells us there is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from this love. This love is never ending. It's everlasting. We can't run away from it. We can't do anything to not deserve it anymore. This love is consistent for you and me all the days of our life. And he says this, remain in my love, remain in my love. And then we're gonna skip to verse 13. It says this, Jesus speaking still, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Isn't that incredible? You might be sitting here going, it's nice that you're saying that God loves me, but how can you show me that? Well, the cross when Jesus chose to die in our place, that was the ultimate act of love, the demonstration of this love that He has for you and I, that He was willing to lay down His own life for you and for I. Religion tells us how far the journey is up to God. But Christmas tells us how far the journey is down from heaven. See, Jesus actually chose to come to earth. He chose to die on the cross. He chose to do this. And and you might be asking, well, why would He choose to do that? It wasn't like He was forced to. It wasn't like He had to. Jesus Christ chose. And you want to ask why He chose to do that? Because He chose you and I because of love. It's so simple, but His love for you and I was His heart behind coming to the earth. And there is no greater love than this. Isn't that an incredible thought this morning? There is no greater love. You can't find this love in the world. You can't find it in a marriage or a spouse. You can't find it in, we can't find it in money or achievements or what we accumulate. There's no greater love. It does not exist in the love Jesus showed us in coming to earth. It was the single most powerful expression of love that has ever been or will ever be for the history of the earth. And just like I was going through that rubbish bin for hours, touching diapers, touching banana peels, touching the dirtiest things you could imagine, just as I did that because I had love for Ebony, Jesus was also willing to go through something hard, something unimaginably difficult. The darkness He walked through for you and I, He chose to do that. Why? Because it was easy for Him because He was doing it for you and He was doing it for me. 
So you might be asking, what do I mean when I say that he chose to? I want to read Matthew 26, 52 to 54. Uh, this is when Jesus was beginning to uh, get betrayed by Judas. And one of the disciples, we think it's Peter, uh, pulls out his sword and chops someone's ear off. I always find that funny. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, and Jesus said, put your sword back in its place. Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions, which is thousands of angels? But how then would the Scriptures be fulfilled saying that it must happen this way? What was Jesus saying there? He's saying, guys, if I wanted to get out of this, trust me, I could. I have God on my side. I could send angels to kill everyone. But he's saying, but I'm choosing to do this. And then he uh, says in John 10, 17 to 18, the Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. See, the devil thought that he won when he took Jesus' life. He thought he cut down what, what God had planned through Jesus. But Jesus is saying, no one can take it from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. Once again, we're reading that theme. He chose to do this. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father commanded. Is anyone grateful here today that Jesus chose to make a way for us? He chose to come to this earth. And I, I wrote down some thoughts that he, he chose to leave heaven to come down to earth. He chose to lay down his immortality to become mortal. He chose to wrap himself in flesh and bones to become human. He chose to be born in a lowly manger around animals and goats and things, I think. The opposite of a triumphant entry to earth. He chose to come from Nazareth and history says, Jews used to say nothing good comes from Nazareth. He came from the lowest of lows, like a place called Nambour in Queensland, uh, if you're from Queensland, or maybe Frankston, I don't know. Anyway, all right. He chose not a triumph. I'm just joking if you're from Frankston. He chose not a triumphant entry as a king, but he humbled himself to become human. He chose to become dishonoured by the world so that he could be honoured by heaven. He chose to live a life that was perfect, that was sinless, without blot or, sh or blemish, even though He was tempted. He chose to become sin for us, to become sin, even though He knew no sin. He chose to war, uh, wear the crown of thorns as blood dripped down His head on our behalf. He chose to be tortured and to be whipped so that you and I could be made whole. He chose to be beaten to the point where the Bible says he was not even recognisable as a man. His face didn't even look human from how severely he got beaten and whipped because of us. He chose to be spat on, to be cursed and to be humiliated. He chose to carry the weight of our sin, our sickness and disease on himself. He chose to die in our place. He chose to descend into hell and to take the keys of death and life. And He chose to offer us this free gift of salvation for any who would believe. I, don't, I reckon, why don't we give God some praise just for what He chose to do. We're so thankful, Jesus, for what You chose to do for us. This is good news here this morning. And I love it that when he breathed his laugh, the last, the Bible says in John 19, 30, he yells out with his last breath, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head 
and he gave up his spirit. I'm telling you here today that he chose to be obedient to his father, which was always his plan. God's plan from day one, since he created humanity, since Adam and Eve fell and sin entered the world and there was a gap and a distance between us, but God always had a rescue plan for you and I, that he would send his one and his only son, that he would send him to earth to live a life you and I couldn't live so we could be forgiven in relationship with Him, restored and redeemed. And I'm just so thankful that God was willing to do that in our place. He was willing to. And I remember for me as a 17-year-old young man, yeah, I, I hit probably one of the hardest seasons and moments of my life. I remember, I, I, just so everyone's aware, I grew up in church. I actually um, was born into a church and I grew up going to kids' church and I knew God was real and I, I knew God loved me. But I chose at the age of 13 or 14 to walk away from God. And I, I stopped going to church and I stopped uh, spending time with God. And just decision by decision, my life went further and further and further and further away from Jesus. And as I, I look back now and the further I, let, I got away from Him, the more pain and brokenness came into my life. At 17, I was a broken, broken young man. I had just finished high school. I thought it was going to be the best moment of my life. I was so excited. School's finished. I'm beginning adulthood. But I just remember thing after thing happened. And I just found myself in the darkest moment uh, in my life. There was such a sense of hopelessness. And I just remember one night, a few uh, things happened that that brought me to this place where I, I hit a crossroad. I was a young man about to make some decisions for my future. And there was a dark road I could have gone down. And I'm quite an all-in person. So I would have gone all in on the dark road. And who knows if I'd be alive today. Or I could go all in for God. It was a crossroad. And in my bedroom that night, I, I for the first time in years, I put on worship music. And I just was wrestling and I was in such a dark place. I was like, what am I going to do? And I just reached out to God. It was almost like this last ditch effort. And I said, God, in my heart, I cried out, God, if you were real, I need you to show me here tonight. It was a crunch time in my destiny. And what I, can I tell you what I was most afraid of? is I was, because I actually knew better. I had grown up in church. I know God's real. I, I, t- I almost intentionally turned my back on Him and lived my own lifestyle of sin and, and whatever I wanted to do and what the world said was, was good. And I was so scared on the inside that if I would turn to God, I would find a God who doesn't love me anymore. I would find a God who was angry at me because of all the mistakes I had made. And can I tell you, that's actually what I deserved. I, deser- I didn't deserve love. I had turned my back on Him. But can I tell you, friends, I remembered this night like it was yesterday. In my heart, I turned out to God and I said, if you're real, I need you to show me. And in a moment, I can't even put into words, but the best way I can express it is His love for me just filled the room I was in. I was expecting, as I said, to find a God who was angry, who was punishing, who was disciplining, who said, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. But instead, I just found a father with arms wide open who embraced me. I wept for two hours and it felt like five minutes. I was, I was a mess on the ground, just weeping and weeping and weeping because how could He love me after all I had done? How could He still show grace to me? 
as a son, I'd walked away. But I wanna tell you, friends, this love I'm talking about here today, that night I encountered the love of Jesus Christ and it radically transformed my life every moment ever since. I have never been the same again from one encounter with this love. And I wanna tell you here today, no matter who you are or no matter what you're going through, that He loves you so much. And if you can encounter this love, if you can experience it, it's not meant to be a head knowledge. The love of Jesus is to be experienced. And this love will shape everything about our future and our life as it did for me. And I, I, I just wanted to say that because it changed me. It changed me. And I remember that night, my only response was, Lord, I am yours. I went all in for Jesus as, as you heard. And I haven't looked back. Every day I've been serving Him. I've been loving Him ever since. And I'm so grateful to God for His love. But I wonder what would have happened that night if Jesus didn't choose to die for me? Because He is the one who made the way. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and no one can come to the Father except through Him. And so today I look back with thankfulness to Jesus because He is the one who made a way for me that I could experience the love of my Father, that I could be a son of God again, that I could be restored and redeemed and forgiven of my sins and healed of my sicknesses because He made a way for you and for me. See, this love and what He did for you, it's more than just for our eternity. See, this is the good news is if whoever believes in Him will not perish and have eternal life, our eternity gets secure. But it's more than that. It's more than just our healing. Yes, He died uh, and He was whipped that we would be made whole, but it's more than that. It's more than just our freedom. See, He set us free from the power of the enemy. Every curse and demonic assignment against our life was broken, but it's more than that. He did it more than just that, which is the best thing ever, but He did it to know you individually. See, you are His reward for His obedience in coming to earth and dying on the cross. See, you and I can know Jesus Christ personally. We can walk with Him every day of our life. We can have a friend who walks with us, who encourages us, who loves us. We can feel His presence. See, He didn't just die for our salvation and for our future. He died so that you and I right now can have a personal relationship with Him. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He goes before us, the Bible said. He is behind us, beside us and before us. See, we, He wants to know you and I personally and live every day together. And it can be overwhelming thinking about what Jesus did. I don't know about you, but on days like this, there's an overwhelmingness in me. There's such a deep, deep gratitude that He chose to come and be born and, and to become human. There's also a little bit of, I, I, it's heaviness. It's like, oh, how could you do that for me? And there's gratefulness. But I, I actually believe that more than anything, Jesus wants from you and I simply to, to walk, uh, be, enter into a relationship with Him. Not that just secures our eternity, but every single day and moment of our life to walk hand in hand with our Saviour. And that is His reward. It's you and I. He truly wants to know you and for you to live every day in communion with Him. Exodus 33, 11 says this, I love this verse for me personally. It's one of the greatest desires of my heart and my life. It says this, and uh, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face 
and as one speaks to a friend. This is the kind of intimacy that Jesus Christ wants with you individually. Individually, He wants to know you. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to speak to Him every day, face to face as one speaks to a friend. And I know for me, this is the number one vision of my life. What I desire more than anything else is to have a a growing and an intimate relationship with Jesus. And I know that for Him, there's nothing else that brings more joy, more than anything I can do for Him, more than anything I can receive from Him. He actually just wants you and I. He just wants us. He just wants us. And the reward of His sacrifice is a relationship with you in this life and the life to come. I want to say that again. The reward of His sacrifice is a relationship with you in this life and the life to come. From the moment He made you, He longed for intimacy with you. And that's His heartbeat. That's why He chose humanity. That's why 2,000 years ago, He said goodbye to the Father and the Holy Spirit as He exited eternity and came down to earth, who was born through the Virgin Mary uh, with the Father Joseph in a lowly manger. That's why, because His heart was beating for a personal relationship with you. And so as we look to 2023, I wanna ask you, and this isn't a message just for people who do not believe. This is a message for all of us. How can I grow closer and more intimate with Jesus? in 2023? How can you and I end next year and enter Christmas next year closer to Him than we are right now? How can I know Him face to face? How can I hear Him speak to me as one speaks to a friend? And as you and I together lean into that journey of encountering His love, experiencing Him, that is the the number one thing you can do to say thank you, to say thank you for making a way for me. Titus 2.14 says this, He gave His life, He gave His life, He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin. There is not one sin that you and I cannot be forgiven of and cleansed of by the blood of Jesus. To cleanse us and to make us His very own people. Are you hearing that? He died, He gave His life to, to forgive us and to make us His own totally committed to doing good deeds. That's the fruit of it. Here this this morning, uh, I'd just love to pray for us. And the Bible tells us this, that the Holy Spirit fills your heart and my heart with the love of God. And I just want us all to have a moment to experience the love of God. That a moment similar to uh, that I had over 10 years ago now in my bedroom. But I just ask us all, why don't we just close our eyes? I might ask um, the, the keyboardist to come up. And as you close your eyes, I just want you to reflect this morning. I'll pray for you in a moment, but can you just reflect on Christmas? Reflect on Jesus choosing to come. Why don't we reflect that He was born in a manger, the most humble beginning, dishonoured by the, the world, hated by many, despised, the Bible says, He was a man of sorrows.
why don't we reflect on the reason He came? To know you face to face, that you would be His and He would be yours. That you would walk with Him all the days of your life and speak with Him as one speaks to a friend. Not just in eternity, but in the life we live now. And why don't in our hearts, I'm just going to give us 60 seconds. Can we just express gratitude to Him? And Lord, I'm just praying right now. I ask Holy Spirit, would you come into this room? I ask that you would fill every single heart, every individual in this room with your love. I pray that we wouldn't know the love of God, but we would experience the love of our Saviour. Jesus, right now, pour out your love on people. I pray that your love would heal broken hearts. I pray that your love would wash away shame. I pray that your love would wash away guilt and condemnation. Lord, I pray that your love would set us free. Perfect love casts out all fear. And so as your love comes, I bind all fear. I break it off people in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, let your love fill us. I pray that your very own heart would come into our heart and we would see you for who you truly are, our Saviour, our Lord, our King. You love us so much. And I pray over us, Lord, that we would remember that there is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God. And just where we are, just as we are, You love us. Lord, You will never love us any more than You do in this exact moment because we cannot earn it. And Lord, You will never love us any less because there's nothing we can do to lose it. Your everlasting love, fill us today, fill us today. Thank you, God. And just as our eyes are closed, I want to just uh, read one Scripture again. And what I just want to ask uh, as I'm reading this Scripture, I'm wondering if there is somebody here, maybe you can relate to my story as a 17-year-old man where I was far from God. I was far from Him. I didn't have a relationship with Him. And in this moment, I just want to give a, just quickly going to give an opportunity if there's anyone here today Maybe you're far from God. Maybe you've never said a, uh, a prayer inviting Jesus into your life and accepting the gift of salvation that we've been talking about. Or maybe here today, uh, your story's like mine where you once walked with God, but if you are honest with yourself, 
You're far from Him now. You've wandered away. See, I wandered away too. I know the feeling. But if that's you in a moment, I believe that today is your day to come home. What better day than to enter into a relationship with Jesus than the day we celebrate Him coming to earth? So let me read this verse again and then I'm gonna pray for us. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us His very own people. I'm wondering if there's anyone here who wants to be cleansed of their sin, who wants to get forgiven of every mistake you've ever made. You can't do anything to earn it or to deserve it. It's just a free gift you can receive. And so right now, just with every eye closed, I'm about to lead us in a prayer. But if you are wanting to respond today in a moment, I'd just love you to simply raise your hand. I'll just say that I can see it and then you can place it down. And I'm gonna lead us in a prayer just from where you are. But number one, if you're here and you've never said a prayer inviting Jesus Christ into your life, today is your day, friend. Make that step towards Him and it will bless you for the rest of your days. If that's you in a moment, can I ask you to raise your hand? Or just secondly, friend, maybe you find yourself in the place I found myself. I believe that there is never, uh, you're never too far from God or it's never too late. And today can be your day to come home into His arms. And just like for me, He wants you to know He loves you. He doesn't condemn you. He's not far from you. He's only one step away, but you need to make that step. And so in a moment, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Or just thirdly, if you want that assurance of where you're gonna spend your eternity, in a moment, I'd love you just to raise your hand too, because I love you too much to leave this place without it. So right now, a moment between you and God, if you'd like to be included in this prayer, if you wanna say this uh, for the first time, you'd like to rededicate your life to Jesus, or you just wanna be assured of your salvation, right now, can you just raise your hand wherever you are, if that is you, if you're one of those three kinds of people. And I'd love just to include you in this prayer this morning uh, as, I, as I share it uh, and we'll all repeat after me. But if there is anyone here, I just wanna invite you right now just to simply raise your hand, be really brave in this moment. I remember sitting in moments like this and my heart would beat like crazy and I just would wish the preacher would shut up and move on. But I knew on the inside, there was something I knew that I needed to do. It wasn't my head and it was my heart. And I just wanna ask that question one last time. Is there anyone here right now whose heart is telling them and drawing them to raise their hand? That one decision of boldness can change everything. I'm just looking across this room one last time. If that's you, I'm waiting for you. Just raise your hand today. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm gonna lead us in this prayer uh, as we do this, but can we everyone just repeat after me uh, and, and just say it directly from your heart to God. Dear Father, I'm so thankful that you sent your one and only Son Jesus Christ, to die for me because you love me. Today, I say sorry. I turn from my sin and I follow you. I open my heart and I invite you in. I believe in my heart and declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ died for me and saved me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I am saved in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, 
Amen. Amen. Can we just give God one last hand together as we celebrate this Christmas? Isn't he good? Isn't he kind? And just uh, as Ebony shared earlier, just from the bottom of our hearts, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We pray God's richest blessings on you, that you have a wonderful day uh, with your family, with friends, and we just love you deeply.